Philadelphia Buffaloes. A lot has changed since we last spoke. A lot has transpired. Great to be with you here on this edition of the Shikadik Show on 1620. I mean, excuse me. Oh, I love it. On the podcast here. It's been a busy There's, week. Yes. We are recording this. Uh, it's a Friday. It's a Friday when we're recording this. So yeah. everything happens on Saturday. Sorry yeah. about that. We missed it. We you missed, missed it. it. You missed it. But uh, we're here. Well, your, uh, your son is napping right now, yes. so hopefully there's no wakey. I mean, at, at any moment, this whole thing could fall apart. So let's just let's soak up every moment and let's make it count. We got a lot of things to discuss. We better get to everything we need to get to right now. We need to move on a lot of things here. First and foremost, are you excited about the Colorado Big Twelve thing? It, it, it's ex- are you are you pulling a Doc Sadler? Was Doc Sadler the Matt Schick spokesman as it pertains to the news coming out of Boulder? Uh, let's see if Doc is around. It's exciting. Thank ah! you, Doc. <laughs> Doc Sadler, the spokesperson for the expansion issue well, the, with did, Colorado. Didn't uh, the Big 12 commissioner, he, he had a statement that was very, like, short. Right. I think the Big 12 would have been better served to just simply say, the following statement is from former Big 12 coach Doc Sadler of Nebraska with regards to the news of Colorado rejoining the Big 12. It's exciting. That would have been a better that, statement. Yeah, they, they did the Jordan I'm back. Yeah. Has, has anything been more used than the Michael Jordan I'm back, the greatest basketball player of all time, or a team that just went 1-11? <laughs> Same, same thing, same, same thing. I mean, I don't even know where to begin with unpacking that. Well, who knew that Dion was talking about the entire program packing its bags? We got a few positions already taken care of because I'm bringing my luggage with me. And it's Louie. Do you think, how did, I mean, yeah, they're packed and headed to their, their, they're leaving the Pac-12, headed to the Big 12. Do you think? Do you do you think that the Big Twelve brass in the midst of, or excuse me, the Colorado brass had conversations with Dion about this? Well, like, how long has this been in the making? Like, what what do you think? Probably a few months, probably okay. since the spring, probably since uh, toward the beginning of this year when they knew that there was going to be something happening. Uh, something had to happen with the Pac twelve. I think Dion. I don't think there's any doubt that he was in the ear of, you know, Rick George and saying, you know, probably on a day-to-day basis, what's the latest, what's this, what's that. He's got a home in Texas. He coached at Trinity. He coached at the now defunct Prime Prep, uh, or at least had a had a, a school there, I should say. Played for the it, Cowboys. It, yeah, played for the Cowboys. I mean, all of his roots, all of his connections right there are in Texas, so... For a guy to be able to expand his recruiting footprint uh, to his now home state, right, would make a lot of sense. Uh, I also have said that 
you know, if Colorado had, I was on uh, with Dusty and Danny this morning. They had me on. They're like, who are the Colorado alumni? Chris Fowler? Yeah, he's busy. <laughs> Shick, yeah, I'll get him up. Jim Gray? Uh, he's, he's, he's busy, too. Cornell Stewart? Nope. Rashawn Salam? Nope. Let's go. Option T, Matt Chick. Option T. The le- at least we weren't double letters, but I, I was on there. And if and I said, you know, if you were dominating the Pac-12, if this had been just terrific, are you having the same conversation? There's no doubt that it changes the the perception of the conversation, changes the prism through which you view your league. I mean, the fact is that Colorado has not had a non-COVID winning season. They've had one non-COVID winning season since 2005. Of course, when they won 10 games in 2016. Wow. They haven't won, they haven't won a bowl game since 2004. Wow. All right, so one 10-win season since 2002. So wow. this, this program has been wandering in the wilderness uh, ever since they hung 62 on Nebraska. Dairy.com, unnecessary Sorry. shot, and too soon, and <laughs> we don't like it anymore on behalf of the state of Nebraska. But, yeah, right. I didn't realize it was that bad. That's pretty bad. It's terrible. So a change of scenery could help, you know, having – you know, you got BYU to your West. You're not the easternmost team in the Pac-12. Plus, when USC and UCLA leave, it's like Ohio State and Michigan leaving the Big Ten. What more do you have left? Oh, great. We can recruit California. Uh, okay, USC and UCLA aren't here anymore. Right. So now it's we're going to take advantage of the Stanford-Cal locale. Yeah. Like, it's you just, know, it, it's, it's too bad. It is. It's just so interesting to, to trace everything back to the summer of 2010 when everything was kind of happening and – to fast forward it 13 years and it's Colorado going back to the to the Big 12 when for a little while it seemed like the Pac-10 at the time was going to acquire potentially Texas Texas was going to go independent it's just it's it's amazing that when the when the musical chairs music stops that the Pac-12 might be the 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 odd conference out here because I don't – what do you think – all the all the chatter now is that the Big 12, they want to get to 14 schools. I would – I always assume, and maybe this is a stupid assumption, that there are certain – to me that almost eliminates Arizona and Arizona State because I would think they want to come together. No? I don't think that's necessarily the case. Okay. I don't think they – I don't think they're a package deal. I mean, look at Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. I think it's a similar thing where okay. you're just going to kind of look out for yourself. Um, so what Washington your... might go to the Big Ten and leave Washington State behind. I mean, I know uh, territorial cup, you know Arizona, Arizona State. Maybe you could still play that game, but right. But yeah, it's not. They're not joined at the hip by any means. So what's your guess? Because you've heard UConn. There's been a lot of UConn chatter. Uh, you know, played the song "Please Don't Go" on behalf of the Big East to <laughs> UConn. Um, could you imagine that? I mean, that'd be a bad deal. Yeah, not good. Not good at all. But where's Creighton's football team going to play? Where are you going to park Please. your football, Creighton? Come on, get it together, get it together. I mean, you think I like? It sounds like an Arizona thing is going to be. There's going to be a lot of added pressure for Arizona to make a decision. I don't know if the UConn thing. Like, are we really trying to help out West Virginia so they have someone on the, 
You know, I, I don't, listen, I don't I'm know. selfish with it because of Big East and whatnot, but like, I don't really understand. I can understand that to a certain extent. Like, it's so much money if you're UConn. You can say, well, you tried that and look what happened. You left the Big East, you fell apart. Now you need, you're, you're back in the conference you should be in and you're having success on your, you know, your flagship athletic program. But at the same time, everybody's got a price and that TV deal would be too hard to turn down. But I'm looking at it through the prism of the Big 12. I'm like, UConn? Really? I don't, I don't know. That, yeah, I know. If, if you want to be basketball centric, you know, Arizona certainly makes sense. UConn makes sense. Are you going to do uh, take you know the the Big East model or the UConn model, which is let's focus more on basketball? I don't know that that's necessarily the case. No, I think it's a good extra thing to have. But the, football makes the world go round, and I think that's the first and foremost thing. That's why UConn doesn't make a ton of sense. But I've seen that out there. Arizona seems to make sense. You know, I mean, if you look at the footprint. I mean, you're going to be have continuous states all, all over the place. You're all over there. I mean, it's nuts. Um, when you really look it, at all the teams in the Big 12 now, you're like, well, this is a bizarre conference. Yeah. It's yeah. really someday a bizarre conference. Someday you're going to have to explain to your kids why they pick numbers and directions, like portions of the country for conference names. Like, how forward-thinking is, let's go Big 8, right. scratch that. Big 12, scratch. You know what? Keep it. We're done. You know what? Let's go Pack 8. Let's go Pac-10. Let's go Pac-12. We're down to the Pac-9. They should just change it every day. I want – let's change. just stop it. I get the whole branding thing and all this stuff, but, like, I want update every year. However many teams are in your conference, that's the number. <laughs> so this – for if it sticks, it's the Big 13. Right. It's not the Big 12, right? It's that's not right. the Big 10. It's the Big 16 in a couple of years. I want to get to, like, it's the Big 38 versus the – SEC 38, only on ESPN and Fox. Like, that's where it's I the SEC. It's the SEC, plus a couple schools in the Northwest. Here on ESPN. That's <laughs> what I want. It's the Big 13. It's the Big 12. <laughs> oh. it, ain't, it ain't the American Athletic Conference. It ain't the murals. <laughs> Dan Hawkins needs to be the spokesperson for this league whenever they make yes. some sort of change or whenever they're inviting someone to the league. It's the Big 12. Hi, we'd like to welcome you to the Big 12. Okay, thank you, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> you can go back into hiding. Think about where this was like more than about a dozen years ago when it looked like, what was it? The Pac-10 at the time was going to take Texas Oklahoma yeah. State, Oklahoma, Texas Tech. Right? That was going to be, I, I believe those were the four that they were going to absorb. And Joe Shad had that report. We're like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? The Pac 12 said, we're not going to take this, or Texas, we're not, we don't want to do this, or the presidents were too high and mighty about it. I don't know what happened. But now, and then even last summer, a couple summers ago with Texas and Oklahoma. You go, the Big 12's done. And it's now amazing. they're growing. It, it's and amazing. It's the it's this Undertaker gif with the Big 12. You go, how oh my, how did they do this and change commissioners? Well, imagine someone hired a new commissioner. It's the Big 12! Imagine someone telling you Amazing. after the news of Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC that in a couple of years, the Big 12 would be in a better position for the future than the Pac-12. And probably, and maybe the ACC. And maybe the ACC. They'd be third. They're going to be third behind 
the Big Ten and the SEC. Just That's the Big Twelve. Bizarre. Simply, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's the Big Twelve. Okay, thank you, Dan. That's enough. I think we know the name of the pod. So there's the Colorado thing is interesting. I was asked, you know, how do you feel about it? And I, I'm really excited for it. It's kind of bittersweet, not because leaving the Pac-12, but because you're going back to the Big 12, but it's not the same Big no, 12. No, I know. What yeah. made the Big 12 special for Colorado was Nebraska. That's what made that conference special. All due respect to Kansas State and Kansas, and, you know, Texas was a part of that too, but to have that rivalry with your border state in Nebraska. I agree. Made it something, and it'll never be recreated. And so it's like, yeah, you're going back, but you're – you know, you moved out of the neighborhood, you come back, and you recognize, like, three of your neighbors instead of 11. That's it's it. It's just not great. That's it's it. Great. It's like my childhood home, my bedroom. The yeah. second I moved out, my bedroom got remodeled into a closet <laughs> for my parents, so I literally do not have a child. My bedroom does not exist. So when I come home, yeah, I'm home, but it's different. That's basically I am Colorado, and my house is the Big 12 Conference. That's how many times okay. have you heard that in your life, huh? How many times right. have you is heard Nick, it? Is Nick Colorado and his home the Big Twelve? That's it. What's your What's your home? It's the Big Twelve. Okay. His home is the Big Twelve. Uh, so, so talk about real quick. So be, is your guess Arizona, the 14th team? Do you think it's going to be? What's your guess right now? If you had to take a stab at it. I think uh, here's here's my my guess at the school. Arizona. That's the uh, that's the guess. That's the guess. I would say Arizona. I know Oregon's out there. I feel like Oregon's not going to go anywhere without Washington. I feel like they need each other, type of thing for travel. It's like USC UCLA. It just kind of makes sense that they would go to the same spot. So, you know, would they both go to the Big Twelve? I doubt it. Would I think they'd probably wait for a Big Ten invite if the big if the Pac twelve falls apart. Yet at the same time, is Tony Petiti, is he uh, the aggressive kind who's going to be pushing things? I don't think the president's wanted any more expansion. I don't think Ohio State wants to add any more. So. Right. Where are you going? Can I, can I throw a little wild card? Is there any San Diego State? What if I throw a little San Diego State at you? How, how on, the, on your power if, if rankings you will- of, of potential choices? You got Arizona 1. You got Oregon 2. Of of yeah, most I would, likely, I would go Arizona one. I would maybe. I don't think. I, I would like to say Utah just for that rivalry and to have Utah, but you already have the state. I just don't know how important it is to to add states anymore. I'm not entirely sure. I don't even know what we're um, doing anymore. So I, I don't you know, even know how to assess. Like if it. that's if that's the case, then San Diego State would make sense to add the San Diego media market. I don't know. I don't know. Right? I don't. But know. I don't know. Power rankings. I would go Arizona. And I would go uh, number two. I would go. Uh... <laughs> you know where this is going. For Arizona. Okay, Arizona would be number two as well. Um, so I would go. Okay, I was thinking Montana. I think it was also Idaho or Idaho State. I forget the name of the team that is the third on the power ranks. I apologize. No, it wasn't Idaho State. It was it was Wyoming. I apologize. And I was thinking, I want to say it was like Idaho or Idaho State. I forget which one it was. It was one of the non-conference games. I forget the name of the team. I apologize. 
No, it wasn't Montana. It was Wyoming. I apologize. Could you imagine if the Big 12 added Montana and Wyoming? <laughs> what, would, what would happen to our show? Somehow it just we'd have to become the official like podcast of the Big 12. No, it wasn't Montana. It was Wyoming. I apologize. Gosh. Who, who won that game on Saturday? But I guess with Montana and Wyoming. No, it wasn't Montana. It was Wyoming. I apologize. <laughs> All right. In so, the words of Brian Gumble, do we need to move on? We need to move on. So Colorado to the Big Twelve next year. Imagine not paying an exit fee too. It's like, well, we can go we're kind of a free agent here. You know, the Pac twelve doesn't have a media deal. You think I it's mean, tough to recruit schools to your conference without a media deal? It's like a coach with one year left on his deal. Come play for me. I know. I know. Sure, sure pal. Well, how about the ACC's play they're gonna play some games on the CW? You see that tonight? A- tonight, <laughs> after an all-new Dawson's Creek, can Clemson go toe to toe with North Carolina? Find out in this ACC showdown. But first, <laughs> is Joey finally going to break his heart? That's next <laughs> on the seat. Like they're not even new shows anymore. It's all reruns. It's all reruns. You know? Oh man, yeah. I want. I want in. What I want from the CW? Just lean into it. What yes. the biggest thing that I want from the CW is your promos in games. Promo a rerun. Yeah. Like it's it's North Carolina and NC State, and you promo a save by the bell rerun coming up after the game. Like that's what just lean into the fact that yes, we're on the CW. Yes, it's reruns. Yes, we get it. We're just embracing it. That's what I want. That's my recommendation to you, ACC. You could just have Dabo Sweeney guest starring on a rerun of Charmed. <laughs> yeah. How they how they get him in there? It's amazing. When you know the right people. Tech technology, look at it. Look, he's standing right next to Alyssa Milano. It's amazing stuff. She hasn't aged. Isn't the show from 2004? Shut up. <laughs> Hubert Davis fills in for Mr. Belding. They're all new save. <laughs> you get Mac Brown. What? What is going on here? <laughs> that's a terrible Texas. That's a North Mac Brown. Carolina but that's accent. a lot of diff- That's a Mac Brown, Texas, Mr. Belding. It's a lot of. It's a lot of layers to that thing right there, Doug. A lot of layers. There were a lot of media appearances uh, for Matt Rule yeah. at Big Ten Media Days. My goodness, does, do they just pull them in different directions? Everywhere you look, it's like boom, boom, boom. It's like speed dating, speed media That's a good interviews. Way to, yeah. Here, so nine minutes here, eight minutes here, four minutes here, 12 minutes there. And he pulled it off. He, he does a good job of pretending every interview he does is the first time he's ever sat down with anyone in the history of the media. It's, it's incredible how good he is at it, right? It is. If he is as good as a coach as he is with the media, do you start constructing the statue now? Do yes. you rename the stadium? Do you start making room in the trophy case for three or four national championships? Because it's like when they say he's a better man than he is a coach. It's like, is he a better coach than he is a media personality? Because if that's the truth, then, then get ready. Look out. Get ready. Because he is – no, it's it's incredible. He's by far the best Nebraska coach there's been at this. But, man, were you – I mean, did he, did, did you get a chance? I mean, you've been, you've called like 58 games this week, so I don't even know yeah. if you got – I mean – That's some Little League softball this week. I called, uh, called a lot of games over five days. 
six games over the first two and the two that Friday on ESPN I was doing the uh, regional championship. It's odd calling games when the ages of the kids are like your your kids' I'd ima- yeah, age. That would be bizarre, you know. But you can kind of relate to them a little bit. Like, hey, I hear you, man. You I like, hear you. You like fruit snacks? Yep, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> That's good. That makes you the ideal play-by-play guy for this whole situation, yep. though. Yeah, hey, she's into roadblocks. She's the seat of my house. Totally get it. Totally understand um, it. So, yeah, but I, I was able to watch or listen a little bit uh, to Matt Rule. Thought he did a uh, good job. He talked about Nebraska being needing to be feared again. Yeah, feared and respect, you know, earn that respect back. I just thought, because that was, when we were talking, I was just curious how he would, talking last week, how he would answer that expectations question and... He he did a good job of it. He he downplayed it, uh, and but yet he kind of had he had that perfect balance of downplaying it, but still seeming confident, you know, and and he was based in reality, right? You know, it's like th- th- we got to get back to where we are, like have re- people respect us. Yeah, expectations versus predictions. Yeah, you know, I expect us to be good. Am I predicting us to win nine games? Like no, but. It, you know, the whole, hey, we just need to be respected again. So the whole process stuff, right? Like, as Sam McEwen asked the question. <laughs> Are you guys going? No, not that no, question. I mean, that no, was we the question going. he probably wanted to ask more it's than anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, he asked. Yeah, do you want to cue the Nickelback song? No, Sam, that's not. Sam. That's not, not what we're going for the here. The question. He, he we, asked the question about. Players, he he. Uh, Are you guys going? No, he Sam. <laughs> Sam, stop it, stop it. Sam, Sa- you know the answer McEw- to that question. Sam McEwen of the Omaha World Herald, because we said, how is he going to balance? You know, the excitement versus let's temper, let's pump the brakes. And he. Uh, Are you guys going? Okay, stop. Sam. Sam, he asked about. Game- <laughs> <laughs> Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald. How you doing, Coach? Hey, Sam. Okay, first of all, I mean, does that not make you feel really good, right there? I mean, when a when a local when the local writer asks the local coach, who's now the national stage at the Big Ten Media Days, I mean, Matt Rule, his face lit up like a Christmas tree oh, yeah. when he looked at Sam McEwen. Oh yeah. Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald. How you doing, Coach? Hey, Sam. He's like, hey, Sam. Hey Sam. Hey Sam. Hey Sam. We're not in Lincoln. Isn't this crazy? <laughs> like that's pretty much like we usually do this in Lincoln. We're in Indianapolis. What's up, man? Anyways, hey Sam, how are you? Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> Who'd have thought, huh? Not me. <laughs> that's pretty much that. So, cue up the Paul Rudd hot ones thing. Okay. For every local media member that asks their coach that they cover a question at a national media setting. It's pretty much that. It's like, hey, look at us. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> That's it. That's Sam and, and Matt Rule, right? Hey, Sam. Hey, we're here. You, I usually see you with Lincoln. Uh, we came to Indianapolis together. This is great. I love you. Hey, Sam. <laughs> All right. So here's the, here's the uh, here's that question. Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald. How you doing, Coach? Hey, Sam. What <laughs> program that is? So- <laughs> wait, wait. What did the mic die? <laughs> what happened there? Does the mic die? <laughs> well, Hold I spit take. Sorry. Hold on. Let me let me backtrack that. That was 
That was interesting. He's like he got verklempt just because he did. I think he got. I think he got choked up. I think he. I think he. I think Sam got choked up because Matt Rule said, "Hey Sam, that's my only guess." Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald. How you doing, Coach? Hey Sam. What a program that is so hungry to win and has been hungry for a long time and used to win. How do you keep the players and the staff and even the fans from getting ahead of themselves? Um. <laughs> well, the echo um. The echo um. <laughs> is there? I want to put that in the poll. Is anything more dramatic than the echo um? <laughs> oh man, why is that good? <laughs> we talk about how great a speaker is, and he begins with um. <laughs> Even the fans from getting ahead of themselves. Um. My fellow Americans, I come to you with this one message. Um. Um. (laughs) And then he walked off the stage. We inherited a tenure that needed repair. Uh, Um. And the staff and even the fans from getting ahead of themselves. Um. <laughs> okay, this is so bad. We're not even letting him. I don't even want to hear it now. I just I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> Ask not what your country can do for you. Um. Um. It's kind of like if, if it sounds his voice is kind of like if ET was the head coach. <laughs> um, um. Okay, should we okay. let it play? I guess, but I mean that um, boy, that's the biggest um in the game. That's that that to me, not, not letting people get ahead of themselves. That's the whole key. And I'll say it like, what I love about Nebraska is it's literally written on the side of the stadium day by day, like. That's the key. Like, so we talk about 42 years. It wasn't that we ran the ball, ran option, or played this defense. It was this mindset from Coach Osborne, um, from Coach Devaney, from Coach Solich. Like, every, every little detail matters every single day. And so, like, we have to earn the right to even talk about playing Minnesota. You know, like, we have to go to training camp, and we have to every single day be elite in every single area. So that is the whole core of what we try to do. Um, uh, is is to block out all the noise and block out all our thoughts, you know, and and learn from the past, you know, prepare for the future, but live in the present. And so, that present focus is is what will determine who we are. And um, you know, right now we have to deal with the fact that guys haven't won and they want to win. At some point, Sam, we're going to be winning, and we have to deal with the fact that like everyone's going to lose their mind and be happy all the time. Like you're the same person, whether you lost or won. If you're, whether you excuse me lost or won, if you're a good coach and good player. So, Okay, so there's a lot there. Um, the fu- the past, future, and present thing. I was like, wait, 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 wait. wait. My head was on a swivel on that one. That, like, was, I had that to, was a lot. That was like a one-two. That was like a you know, prepare for the future, but live in the present. Learn from the past, prepare for, for the, the future, future but, but live, live in, in the, the present. present. Dang, dog. This guy's good. This guy's really good. That's good. Even the fact that he was able to pull the day by day thing that quick. It's like it was almost as if Sam and and Matt Rule met in an alley outside of Lucas Oil Stadium. Like, all right, anybody watching? Give me the first question. Um, 
Um. Okay. <laughs> of all the quotes, that will be the one that's put on the stadium. <laughs> Oh man! College football. Um, um, um. And then Matt Rule belted out a quote that would live on forever. Um. (laughs) Okay. All right. Oh, he did a good good job. No, he did a great job. But he's incredible at it. I want to. I I want to hang out with Matt Rule so bad. Doesn't he seem like? There's certain people you know there just should be zero awkwardness. He makes everybody feel comfortable. I would love to I'd love to hang out with that guy. Me like you that guy. Matt Rule, do you wanna wanna hang out with Nick Barr? Um Yeah. Figure, figure that's how that would go. One other thing here, and I'll I'll try and play this. You, you play it again for me? You, can you play it again for me? Uh he was on with us on Sirius XM and oh. I was I wasn't there. Oh. Right. So I didn't go to Big Ten Media Days. How dare dot com. Yeah. How dare softball dot com. But it was good. Yeah. It was fine and I got to Um 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 But <laughs> I wanna play this kind of there's like Okay, so right. this sorry, podcast is going to be fine. named Um now. I'm did sorry. you like the name of last week's podcast, by the way? Did you? What did it, what did it end up being? What was it? Go ahead. Read pull it. her up. Herps. Let me pull her on up. We're pulling out nap. <laughs> you pick 10 media days and Dane Altman tells the story of the Chainsick Life and the guys pick a media day. Pick a media day's moderator and Tyler McKinney remains unhappy. Perfect. And then what's great is then to contrast it with the previous episode. Turd. 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 Amazing. That's it. That was an inside joke ripping on Nick's uh, yeah. podcast, but yeah. we went longer. Hey, I kept it tight. I just had Barrett Rude stops by. That was it. That was the last pod. But I also recorded a Big Ten Media Days reaction pod. But no, Bear Root stopped by. Bo, did, what did you think of that podcast? Uh, that podcast title. That feels quite a bit longer. That yeah, feels a lot longer. So he okay. He was, he was on, on Sirius uh, XM. Sirius XM. He did his thing for that. He was on Sirius XM. And uh, Ben Hartsock and Anthony Heron actually did it. It was a really good few questions here that I want to play because Ben Hartsock, a buddy of mine, does a really good job of kind of humanizing a little bit. But he did ask, what state was this program in when you walked into that locker room? What state was the program in? What about the team? Here's what he had to say. You know, I saw them play that last game against Iowa. Um, You know, to to go there at at three and eight – uh, you got, you know, they just announced that morning that I'm going to be their new head coach. Their interim head coach, Mickey, is not going to be there anymore, who I think they really cared about and loved. Sure. And it's, you know, it's chaotic. And and for them to go out and beat an Iowa team that if they win goes to the Big Ten West, I said, man, there must be something really strong there. Um, so what I did was I got there and I sat down and I went, you know, from uh, at 6 o'clock in the morning, I met with one group of freshmen. At 6.30, I met with another group. But then sophomores, you know, all the way from 6 till you know, whatever it was, 9, 10, 11, whatever. Um, and I listened to them. And I think what you found was a bunch of guys that really want to win. And a lot of guys that are from the state that want to win at Nebraska. Um, but just just a little bit beat up. Just a little bit. They've been through the ringer. They've been through COVID. They've been through 3-9 and nine in 2021. 4-8 and eight in 2022. And we're just trying to build relationships with the guys and give them a really solid plan. Like, 
hey, guys, if you just do these things, we don't need to be emotional. Just do these things every single day. It'll all work out. Had a, a great spring, I thought. Had a you know great semester academically. And I wouldn't be surprised if we have a decent team this year. All right. So pretty good answer there. Yeah, yeah. And, and I hadn't heard that, that last part where he kind of th- it was kind of a throwaway line. I wouldn't be surprised if we have a pretty good team this that year. That might be the most like bold thing he said. Yeah. You know? I wouldn't be surprised if we have a decent team this year. Like he's never really tried to talk up or hype up at all. That was the most yeah, gassing up the team that he he's done. But he has been consistent in like that Iowa win. He felt like he has yeah. referenced that quite a bit and it's just such a stark contrast to Frost the amount of times he took a blowtorch to Riley, the previous regime, what he inherited. And again, he may not be wrong in that, but just because you're right, it doesn't mean it's the right thing to say. And so Correct. that do you remember you remember when Frost was hired and he had the introductory news conference and would talk about things? And the one thing I said was I wish he would stop talking about fixing the culture and fixing this and that because people worked hard it might not have worked out right but it wasn't all bad you right. sometimes need to just show some respect and it's come back to bite frost here but matt rule is not crushing him he's like hey it was good things are okay right right, right. no that's good that, i like that that's that's a, a great answer and it certainly does it's kind of talks up that group i that was good it's just totally different than what old frosty did Here's a couple more Q&A here, and he wasn't on long, but this is like the last couple minutes. This is – the guys, even without me, asked some good questions. That's shocking. In covering this conference after, you know, playing with it, but now being a part of the media covering the Big Ten, since Nebraska has been in the, the Big Ten conference, really get a sense for the expectations because of the history associated with Cornhuskers football. Uh, how have you – have you gone about – trying to prepare Nebraska fans, Cornhuskers fans, for the, the process that will likely be in place to try and build a winner, to build a championship-level program? You know, I think I got here at the right time. I think, you know, after, I think we're at a time and place where, you know, fans at Nebraska love the university so much, they love the football team so much, but they're kind of looking around like, hey, you know, where, where are we headed? And so everyone's been so receptive. You know, I've, I've told them I, I, it's going to take time. Uh, it's not going to be easy, but, I, but it's going to happen. And so... Um, that approach, like that's the that's the core of what Nebraska football was under Tom Osborne. Like this day by day approach, not worrying about the result, just focusing on right now. And um, I just keep trying to bring everyone back to that. Like, let's just go back to what the ethos is here. It's like you don't you don't plant the corn and have it just grow. <laughs> you, you know, it takes time. And so um, that doesn't mean that we're going to go out and expect to lose. That means that it means that we're just not going to take any shortcuts. We're going to do everything the right way right now and we'll do that you know what we'll we'll do that now which means we'll do it in year two year three year four so um you know my first year at temple and baylor we went two and ten and one eleven i don't want to do that and i don't think this team (laughs) deserves to do that but but we aren't going to take any shortcuts we're gonna do it the right way how do you balance that when you you sit down here and you say nebraska guys like us with our salt and pepper we know what that means no one in your locker room really knows that nebraska and so your balance is fascinating to me because you're giving some of this Nebraska faithful red meat, right? Like, let's do live quarterbacks during spring drills. <laughs> let's have a fullback camp, right? Like, that's that's red meat for Nebraska fans. But you also recognize that era is gone, and you have to find a modern version of Nebraska. So how do you kind of walk that line? You know, I think um, I think for our players, it's about having them understand that they're, they're, they're the Cornhuskers now, mm-hmm. 2023 Cornhuskers, and many came before them. 
and this is their time in this long continuum of, of Nebraska football, and you know what? Many will come after you, and you, you, you have an opportunity to learn from the lessons of all those who came before you and, and benefit off the things that they did, but the people coming after you are going to look, look at what you did, so there's a legacy that you want to leave, so putting our guys in that mind state is really important. Um, you know, going back and studying with Coach Osborne, Coach Solich, hey, hey, what made you guys so special? Like, trying to just figure out, wh- how do you win at Nebraska? Why not ask the source? You know, while, while I know people are excited and all those things and, you know, they want to win, to me it's just about doing it the right way and doing it the, the way that works at Nebraska. You know, how do we win in the Big Ten? You know, how, do, how, how, how do you go to USC, USC one week and Penn State the next week? How, <laughs> how are we going to do that, right? So it, it, it's, it's just a process that you have to go through. But I want people to be excited, but at the same time in the locker room, I want them to understand that all I'm focused in is not the past, not the future, just them right now in this season for the guys. What's unique? Uh, when you went to Baylor, you mentioned you're from New York. Yeah. You, when you went to Baylor, you, you, like, people were like, oh, you're not Texas, right? You know, right? <laughs> but you, you bought cowboy boots and some jeans, and you hired people in Texas, and, and you overcame the fact that you're not Texas. What, what do you feel like is unique to, to, to Nebraska that you've had to adapt yourself to? I, I'll be honest with you. They, they have, like, welcomed us, yeah. welcomed our staff. I think, again, you know, going through, you know, three and nine, going through four and eight, I just think um, – I just think they're ready for, you know, hey, if, 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 if Coach Rule and his staff can do it, like, we're all in. So since the first day I got there, and it's been humbling for me. Like, you get around the state, like, you get out to western Nebraska, and you meet people, and it's like how much Husker football means to them, means to their community, means to the families out there. And so, like, I, I just think people have been they, – they've just opened their arms. Maybe if I would have come two years ago, ten years ago, it wouldn't be that way. But right now in this time and place, especially with Trev as our AD, I think people are, are open to what we're doing. It's pretty good. Yeah, it is. Everything he said there, and the questions from Ben about the red meat, we've joked about the yeah, red meat yes. that he throws out there. Like, let's do a fullback camp. Like, Ben did his homework, right? Like, right. There, there was a lot there, but he and the questions about that and then the answers that included day-by-day day and planting corn and, right. you know, just he's checking all those verbal boxes. But he does it in a way that doesn't feel like he's necessary. It seems genuine. It seems sincere. Yeah. Uh because some people will, you know, I mean, it, it was, uh, what was it, Brian Kelly all of a sudden had like a southern accent and that became like a joke right. a couple, you know, last year or whatever it was. Like where all of a sudden you kind of do feel like you're pandering. And while, yes, did he throw red meat talking about the, the fullback and all this stuff, but I also don't think he did that. The idea that he would throw a fullback camp just to like make some percentage of Nebraska fans like, yeah, that's awesome. No, I think I think some of it is just natural and genuine. And so... Yeah, like I don't. I thought he would say when he asked, like, "What have you had to, you know, adapt to in Nebraska?" I, I my, in my mind, I, I kind of thought, oddly enough, nothing. Like he seems so naturally a Nebraskan that I don't feel like he's had to change really at all. Like everything he does seems genuine and sincere, and it seems to mesh with the state and with the fan base. Yeah, he's a. Uh... The whole being patient, yet this team doesn't deserve to, you know, win right. only two games. They've been through a lot, but not going to take shortcuts. It's it's all the right thing. Yep, it's all the right thing to say, and he does it with an energy and a passion that makes you feel like he identifies with the fans. Like he, if you put him and the last. Four head coaches outside of Solish next year, and you said, "Which one is from Nebraska?" Be Matt Rule. Yes, yeah. It, it's he feels more like a Nebraskan than 
somehow a guy from Wood River, Nebraska, that won a national championship in Nebraska. I don't know. It's just yeah, it's the truth. It's crazy. Quick time out from this award-winning, ridiculous, amazing podcast to tell you about our good friends at Go Currency. Support those that support the show with Go Currency. Does your business need easy, competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, customers can get loans for up to $500,000 with little or no money down and terms up to 72 months. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel, or utility vehicle. Just fill out an application and the Currency Finance team will get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options. It's quick, it's secure, and free to use. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com for details. That's GoCurrency.com for details. Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC, DBA, Currency Pursuant to CFL License 60DBO-54873. All right, quick time out to tell you about a Peerless Energy Systems. And here's the thing, Shik, you may hear the name Peerless and you may go, okay, I've, when you hear Peerless, what do you think of? What's the first thing you think of? The first thing I think of is former Buffalo Bills wide receiver Peerless Price. Well, here's the thing. The owner of Peerless Energy Systems, Ed McMorrow, was watching the 1998 Orange Bowl, Nebraska, Tennessee. And before right. he was a Buffalo Bill, Peerless Price was a Tennessee volunteer. That's Peerless correct. Price was interviewed on the sidelines, was asked what his name meant. And he said it means, quote, without equal. That motto stuck with Ed, and when the company was launched in 1999, just one year later, he wanted to create a company that was without equal in the industry. So, boom, Peerless Energy Systems was born. They are the Solaire authorized distributor for Nebraska and Iowa. Solaire is the leading American manufacturer of air compressors. They're located in Michigan City, Indiana, that's Chicagoland. They go to market via local distributors and make some of the best air compressors and ancillary compressed air equipment in the industry. So Peerless Energy Systems, their core values, reliable, dedicated, and responsible. Let me tell you something. One of the men responsible for and involved in Peerless Energy Systems, our buddy Josh. That's right. So we would say, Josh, remember, he and his son quoted the show at the Bar Mitzvah. He was at the live show. We always say, support those who support us. Josh is supporting the show. He's been an avid listener for years, he and his family. So support Peerless Energy System. Josh, I would say Peerless has the core values. I would say Josh has those too. He's reliable, he's dedicated, and he's responsive to the Schick and Dick show. But with Peerless... Here's what you get with those three core values. They're locally owned and operated. They have certified compressed air auditors on staff. They have a large local dedicated rental department and 24-hour emergency response for service parts and rental equipment. It's what you get with Peerless Energy Systems. Peerless Energy Systems. For more information, go to peerlessenergy.com. Support those who support us. Peerless Energy, proud sponsor of the Chick and Nick Show. All right, let's go to... Uh... Let's go to the polls here. We didn't do these last week, but uh, looking forward to to these that we put out here. Would you listen to the Milton podcast? <laughs> 70% said yes. What would Milton's reaction be to that poll? Uh, yes, I, 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 I would love to make a, pod, a podcast with you, and you would tell me that, that you would listen, and I hope that, that, that you guys end up being true to the word in terms of you're listening. I will be able to track that with different download numbers, and that would really, really, really mean a lot to me that you guys would mean that with what you're talking about, and I was told that I could do it, and you would listen. 
So thank you very much. This is the Mutant <laughs> Podcast promotion only on the podcast network of your choice. Ep, ep, Spotify, Apple, 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 Apple Music. No, Apple, Apple Podcast. That's what it is. <laughs> it's Apple Podcast. <laughs> yeah! <coughs> Milton doing a read. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. If, you, if, you, if you're in a job that doesn't allow you to do your TPS report and, and play your stereo at a reasonable, at a reasonable <laughs> volume, and you're looking for a new job, then you should go to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds... Find, Finds finds people that <laughs> if you want to find someone that can bomb this place, it's <laughs> all right. What was worse, skepticism or say safe? What would you what would you vote for? Uh, skept skepticism a landslide to me. Skepticism is embarrassing. I'm not embarrassed yeah. by the clat. I'm now like. Wear it as a badge of honor. 63% say skepticism. It's so bad. It's so It's one of those bad. things I don't even know how to say it anymore after I, listening to that. I know. I've ruined. Just avoid I've, the word. I know. Yeah, tell me about it, brother. Who will ask the first question to Matt Rule at Big Ten Media Days? Who was the first? I think it was Bill Bender's sporting game. I think Bill Bender got his Bender game right. I was hoping it would be Bar- Barney Cotton and Jake Cotton. <laughs> And Ben Cotton. You can tell the local guys that are just too good to ask in a big setting. Like, you know what? I'll wait till you're over at the po- I don't need to ask in front on Big Ten Network. I don't need come to. Come on. Give me a break. Well, I'll see but, you over in the scrum over there. Give me a. Come on. Coach, I'm going to see you in the hotel lobby. <laughs> Got a one-on-one. See you in the lobby tonight. A one-on-one at TGI Fridays. So let's not waste our time at Lucas Oil. See when Sean Callahan tweeted out the picture, he was with Sip, and it said he had the picture of El Toro, the restaurant. He goes, "Yes, tradition here with Sip," and I said, "Is El Toro Spanish for the Applebee's?" <laughs> uh, Sean oh. Callahan, uh, Steve Sipple won that forty-seven percent, followed by Callahan at forty-one percent. Andy Kendi and Brian Christofferson at 6% apiece. I, I don't know that any of those four asked a question in that I mean, main session. Yeah, it was there was not a lot not a lot of questions asked there. He did have an opening statement, though, so shout out to yeah. him having an opening statement. Shouts out to the opening statement. Knew you couldn't screw that up. Yeah. He should have, you know what he should have done? Gone up there and go, let's just take some questions. I'm just kidding. You know, just throw Scott a, a, a little, you know, first time he's ever really kind of gone at Scott's ribs. That would have been a nice, nice way to get, get at them ribs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Going at the ribs. <laughs> Is I got this sent to me always followed by good things? 61% said yes. Not for me. Maybe for the people. Because usually it it's, you know, half the time it ends up being something with your boy. I mean, it's not good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do you hope Damon lets it rip this year? <laughs> 96% said yes. Good. Good. Let it rip, DB. By Good the broadcast. way, you, you shouts out to the Herdat Media family, Herdat Sports family. Did you see Damon had a nice little one-on-one sit-down with Matt Rule, three-part on the Herdat Sports YouTube feed. Go check it out. It was very well done. Very good. I saw the teaser. Uh, I hadn't seen the whole thing yet. I saw the teaser where Rule was doing an impersonation of David, yes. which was pretty good. Which I enjoyed immensely. But no, it was good. Go check it out. How many TV sit-downs 
has Matt Rule done compared to Scott Frost with Damon Benning, <laughs> who played with Scott Frost? If you put those two in a room after watching that, who played with Damon Benning, Matt Rule or Scott Frost? Incredible. Incredible. Better supporting teammate, Davison's yep, or Schick's, yeah, 50% apiece. Wow. Right down the middle. They're both pretty, you know, right down the they're middle. both equally supportive and not supportive, so I get it. And should Bill Cosby be the permanent moderator at Media Days? <laughs> what an odd question for anyone who has no clue about this show. 60% said yes. The visual of Cosby, I want him sitting in a chair, not standing up. He never he never asks anyone to give their name and who they're with. Just, and your question is, and your question, and your question is, is, and your question is. And your question is? <laughs> All right, I want to get to this. This happened at the news conference at Big Ten Media Days. And we don't know really who many people are in this media world. I'd never heard of this person. Uh, this no. question was asked to Matt Rule, and this is almost like a, you know, you got the hazing thing going on in the Northwest, and this is like a hazing media thing where it's like, we're going to throw this at you, Matt, and see how you do. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, listen here. This was, uh, well, just listen. Thank you, Coach. I'm going to lean on you when you're a Cornhusker. It means a little bit more. A couple of years ago, Nebraska lost at Wisconsin. Guys were playing on, praying on the 50-yard line after the game. Less than 24 hours, the Waukesha parade tragedy occurred where many lives were lost. We give a lot of credit at Wisconsin just seeing your guys they're on the field praying less than 24 hours before that happened. As a coach, how are you going to continue to build that culture and that climate that I think your team is really known for throughout the Big Ten? Now, <laughs> the way that Matt Rule could have and should have answered that is... Um, that's what should have been the answer. But he didn't. He did answer the question and answered it actually pretty well. Very well. Well, I think our program, our entire program, um, is built on really one purpose. You know, we have a mission that we want to be the best team in college football and the best program in college football and the way that we do everything. But really our purpose and my purpose for taking this job and being in college football is so that young people, when they're 25, 30, 35, 40, that they say, you know what? My life is better because I, I went to Nebraska. Okay, and then he kept going. Yeah, he went on. It was great. It, but wow. Like, that, that's a, hey, I'm just going to, let's see how you do with this thing. I'm just going to throw this out there. Or listening to it again, and maybe because we just listened to an, an oldie buddy goodie, did that woman go to the Arizona School of Journalism? The guy where she she clearly probably assumed that Matt Rule was the coach in 2021. Right? Prepare for that. For Arizona. Arizona. I guess I'm not I following would the question. I was so? You know, I, I, 
You know, because like the whole that your your team is known for. It's like Matt Rule. I mean, because he could have easily been like, uh, I'm not totally sure what you're referencing. I, I wasn't the coach in 2021. You know, he could have easily just done that and moved on, and people would have been like, whatever. But I I can only assume that that woman thought Matt Rule was the coach when that occurred. But again, the connecting of like praying after a game and then a tragedy happening the next day, like it's just what a it's a really bizarre dots of connecting you, you know like I don't I don't it's bizarre everything about it was bizarre thank you coach I'm gonna lean on you when you're a corn husker it means a little bit more she's right <laughs> now the gonna lean on you thank you coach i'm gonna lean on you she would she that opening coach. yeah that's that's an interesting way coach. to start things your thoughts um thank you coach i'm gonna lean on you um he handled it well i would have loved to have heard scott frost in that i, I how what, would he handle that what would he have said thank you coach i'm gonna lean on you are you by yourself I don't know, because sometimes you have to play the role of the politician. I'm going to answer the question that I want to answer, even though that might not be what you meant. And he actually took he, it in a way that, okay, I could see that as a pretty good answer. It was a great, it was a great that answer question. that he obviously didn't, he couldn't specifically speak to that because it's a bizarre thing that he wasn't there and the connection of the two events just are interesting. But it was odd. It, and, it was but very he odd. handled that. I don't know of very many coaches that in all of college sports that could have handled that question as well as he handled it. Bizarre. Coach, I'm in Any meathead coach goes up there and goes, I wasn't here, uh, so I don't really know exactly what you're talking about. And and would have moved on. Instead, he went two, like two and a half minutes. Yeah. And then by the time it was over, he's like, what did she ask? Like, I don't know. The I answer was great. Yes. That's why people are like, I don't even remember. I, he, he, he killed it, man. Like, that was – talk about being quick on your feet. My word. Thank you, Coach. I'm going to lean on you when you're a Cornhusker. It means a little bit more. Okay. Um. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't think we have anything else. I think we've, I think we've covered it all. Um, 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 Colorado, one last thing here, if you'd like, Colorado held its special session. It was about 12 years ago that they held another special session. Yeah. And we had the audio. Do you recall? Oh, I do. This was when they were like, where do we go? Do we do pack 10? Like what's happening here? Here's the uh, here's the radio segment we did, pulling the curtain back on what was going on at my alma mater 12 years ago. Now look where we are, right? They've just done it again, but this was the first time back in 2011. Colorado, you wonder if they'll have a decision to make. You wonder if they will be included in any Pac-10 issues if those invites are extended. The Colorado Board of Regents last night held a special session. They had a, the Board of Regents had a meeting last night. They basically got legal advice about what would happen or what their options would be should certain scenarios play themselves out. I am a Colorado grad. I'm not always proud of it, 
but it's my university. Not good at many sports, although we can kick your tail in cross country any day of the week. I'm a Colorado alum. I just tell people, hey, can you can you tell me what's going on? They did better than that last night. They put a bug in the room for the Colorado Board of Regents meeting, the special session. Let's play it right now. This is from last night, the special session at the University of Colorado. All right, everybody, everybody, thanks for joining us today. Uh, it's obviously an important matter here, why... We're here in an executive session here, the Board of Regents. Uh, thanks so much for taking time out of your night. I know you had a lot of things to do. Uh, a couple of things we need to get to. The expansion issue is one we need to discuss very quickly. We have our attorney here, David yeah. Gibbons. Uh, Mr. Gibbons, tell us what our options are. Well, basically, Steve, right now you're looking at, as of 1984, there is a 366 rule, which basically states that you need to have 366 days. I know, I know why wouldn't it be 365. It's just a way to make sure that contractually, if you look to expand, you need at least one year's notice, hence the 366-day rule. That's just a bunch of legal jargon. So if we're going to do this, Steve, we need to make a decision as soon as possible because we do okay, not want to get caught up. Can I uh, just cut you off here real quick? Can you sum this up here real quickly in a few seconds? Because we got other things to do. Well, basically, if the Pac-10 comes and ring, ring, ringing, you need a year's notice. If not, we're probably screwed. All right, now on to the important stuff. Debbie, you got the keg? All right. All right. Yep. Bring it right there. Is ready that thing to... tapped? Pass. Is it ready to go? Pass that around. Oh, no. This is great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, hey, great. Yo, can you, can you yeah. Table? They'll be here a couple hours. Yeah. This is just delicious beer. What kind oh. is? What kind of can I get? It's a 3 2. 3 2 beer. Oh. 3 2 beer. Oh, we have vodka? I may be the chair of this Board of Regents, but I'll do a cake stand. <laughs> I think I speak for everyone. I say, where are the girls? What, what is this, David, a recruiting party? <laughs> <laughs> it's law school all over again. <laughs> all right, carry on. Wow. Can they stay focused wow. for Did you minute? expect anything else from my alma mater? The kegger? Steve Bosley, the chair the chair of the Board of Regents saying he'll do a keg stand. Good for him. <laughs> that was a late night. <laughs> well, that's even better than I remember. Oh, you're, that's so good. It was clearly you and you're like, oh, oh we have vodka? <laughs> oh, this beer is delicious. Is that thing tapped? <laughs> I think I speak for everyone. I say, well, oh, the group. It's so funny that you can tell whose voice is right. Who's right. We're trying to we're trying to do impersonations, change the pitch, and it's so clear who's who. <laughs> oh, it's law man. school all over. Again. It's law school all over. <laughs> Way funnier than I remembered it. It was pretty good though. Uh, I was glad oh we got to God. that. Uh, we covered a lot here. We um, did. Tyler, what do you think of the other CU head to the Big 12? I'm not happy about that. Chicken Nick, yeah! Chicken Nick, yeah! Chicken Nick Show, yeah! Here we go!
Thank you, Coach. I'm going to lean on you. When you're a corn husker, it means a little bit more. That's exactly right. <laughs> a Huda Media Production.